0: Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer.
1: I do think that you can put too much in your brain... Uh, that isn 't necessarily relevant and good, uh, and you probably do have a capacity to remember certain stuff so yeah so i I tend to um, I tend to be selective about what usually I consume it on audiobook, um, but yeah I, I tend to find sort of the best stuff that I want and then get rid of the other stuff. Um, I do reread, yeah, because I forget it. So sometimes I write notes or I reread. It's not always development, you know, a lot of it would be, but a a couple of nights ago I started listening to this book about um, Russian spies and, um, uh, you know, how how, how our sort of spies and the, the American sort of CIA and Russian sort of, GRU and how, how it's all operated for the last 100 years, I just find all that fascinating. But I'll probably have, I don't know, 1 in 10 like that and the other 9 will be, yeah. And at night, I have it on at night, so I don't, I don't always sleep that well. Um, so I wake up, every night this week I wake up at 4am, something like that. And I usually can't get back to sleep again, but I then put an audio book on and it puts, puts me back to sleep again. Um, so actually every night this week I've had 8 hours, it's been brilliant. Um, Listening to an audio book when I wake up, yeah
0: I think also, it depends on your niche doesn't it, and if you want to you know, for example, my niche is money so it'd probably be wise to read up on all the money related books <laughs> as opposed to because I see a lot of, see a lot of things and think oh that looks interesting and then all of a sudden you're, you're spread everywhere aren't you? <clears throat> It's something I've struggled with, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that'd be different, different stuff. Um, so let's have a look. Uh, okay, so Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. That's really good. Um, I quite like listening to Tom Tom Bauer books about. Um, They're not necessarily positive books, but they're sort of like the truth about various people, yeah. Which I find even more interesting. So he's done one about Branson. Um the sort of backstory. Yeah. And he's done one um he did one on um he's done loads. Trying to think of the other one though. Um yeah, so I I really like the one on Bernie Ecclestone as well. Yeah. Naughty and clever. Um Um wrote Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham, that's quite good. So Power's quite good by Robert Green. <coughs> Excuse me. Um Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. There's another brilliant one. Um I'm just trying to think of his name. Matthew Mosley Book on Sleep. That's the best one I've ever read. That taught me a lot. Um, I love all the um, uh, Gladwell books. He's absolutely brilliant. They're some of my favourite books, actually. I think I was just reading them at the time, uh, and I thought they'd be useful. And I also thought, uh, I don't know, hard to remember. I, I think maybe I thought he wouldn't read them anyway. So. this will be interesting. Do you know what I mean? Because he, he sort of said he would, and then he did read them. And didn't believe well, most people, you just give them stuff like that, and it just, you know, they don't actually do it, do they? Uh,
0: think can grow rich, richest man in Babylon,
1: Richest that I think. It's who moved my cheese as well. Yeah yeah. 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 Yeah paradox is quite good as well. <clears throat> I know when I first started sort of buying houses I, I feel there'd be certain individuals who would be negative about it and tell me all the downside and uh, uh, probably not directly say it but sort of intimate that you know I, I wouldn't be able to do it. so what I remember specifically just going away and buying a load of houses um, and not really telling anybody except those who, you know, maybe a couple of people. And then once I think I would bought maybe 20 houses, I just went and sort of announced it quietly to those individuals who I thought would be quite negative. And go, oh, well, I've already got them. They're all done. Do you know what I mean? And then sort of watch their face. Um, so in the early days, I'd sort of do that with various things that, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, I thought, the be you know the, the people that I felt would be holding me back, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't tell them. These days, I just yeah. There, I suppose there are certain people who will be negative about certain things. Um, yeah, and I probably won't tell them until I've done it and achieved it, and then um, there's not a lot they can say then, is there? Um, that's usually how I run run that. But as you go on and you you do more in say business or property, or, or people give up with all that uh, because. Say that again. Um, so, what you're you're sort of divided with your your friends, and you're not. Um, well, yeah, I suppose it it depends. You know what kind of friends they are, and whether they're. I mean, some of them you just you'll grow apart, won't you? You'll you'll grow into something new, and you, you probably you may not see them anymore. Um, but some of them are quite happy to go along with the journey, and then when they see sort of change in you, they they want to learn about that stuff as well. So yes, yeah, some like that, some not. I mean, I'd have one in particular friend who would... <laughs> you know, it, it'd be very difficult to get him to change any, anything for any of this, do you know what I mean? He'd, he'd still be boozing and smoking and, do you know what I mean? He'll just carry on as he always did. Um, so. Yeah, there's lots of things, there's, there's lots of, I don't know, health stuff that I'd be doing at the moment that I'd never talk to them about. But it just becomes easier, you just, um, yeah, you just don't discuss it, you know. I tell my wife sometimes, you know, I've, the, the, last, um, the last few, I, I don't know, weeks, I've, I've been doing a bit of strength training and I've been trying to um, sort of improve a, a few areas of my life. And um, I've said to my wife not to mention it to a couple of people. I've just said, don't just, just, just don't talk about that, please, because I just know I'll get a load of grief back. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but I'll just wait, you know, for a few months, and then, and then, you know, sort of once I'm done, then, you know, it'll all be cool. You know, yeah.
0: Yeah, Mark will turn up, hench. <laughs> like this his to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, so, in in some ways, we were fortunate that um my I got a bit of resistance from my dad actually at the start which surprised me but that was because I think because he cared.
1: And and because we were working for a specific individual. Yeah who, who he knew was full of shit. And and he did have a point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah my dad had a good nose for Bellens. Really good nose for them. And yeah. So and I thought I was being negative, but he wasn't. Because sometimes people perceive people as being negative, but actually they, they just care. Um, my mum, very supportive. Mark's mum, very supportive. Mark's dad already, you know, l- likes to Im- Im- be an investor, and, Im- and they invested with us. So we had that. But, yeah, a lot of the, the old friends who hey, are drinking, and, and they're, oh, what's <laughs> wait for that to fail and whatever else um, and do you know what honestly one that doesn't bother me and two i find that quite motivating now a bit like what mark said is mark's strategy is say nothing and just go Da-da. okay what kind of investment would you do first mark
1: I'd, I'd just go and i'd go and buy little sort of houses little single lets and and just learn how to refurbish them rent them out and then i'd probably move into hmo or excuse me, um, Service accommodation, something like that. And I would just go in stages and then, and then grow into doing small developments. Um, you know, the, the, the sort of standard path as, um, you know, as, as we did do. Um, you know, we're coming into a great time, aren't we, where there's um, going to be lots of, well, there already is cheaper stock and the yields are going higher and higher. You know, little three beds now, 150 grand. We've just got 10.50 on one of those houses per month which is a yield of, I don't know, eight, eight and a half. We've never had yields like that. Um, well, we have, but years ago, probably more than a decade ago. Obviously the challenge is interest rates, um, but that'll be a sort of short, medium to term challenge and then it'll fix. So yeah, I, I just think you, you start with that small, you cut, your, uh, you start with the small stock like that, you cut your teeth and you just grow and get sort of bigger and bigger.
0: Irene, what's your name? Hi, Irene.
1: So, if you, if you um, look, every, every quarter, the MPC, Monetary Policy Committee, at the Bank of England, they meet and they, they issue a report. And it's on the Bank of England website. And on there, there are loads of graphs. And there's one that shows what the market thinks is going to happen to base rate over... And it goes out to about 2026. So that's the best guess, you know? Nobody knows what's going to happen, but that's the collective, um, you know, best mind, and and they're betting on that. They're putting their money on the line, betting on that that curve. Do you see what I mean? So, um, you know, that that's what I go off. So I think at the moment the curve goes to about six to six point five percent. That's terminal peak base rate now. Even a month ago, that was only five, low fives, I think, and now now it's six, six and a half, something like that. I think that's what the latest graph will show. Uh, it's calculated every day or, or every minute. Um, so um, yeah, I, I mean in terms of whether you have a two-year, three-year, five-year fix, well I need to know what, what the rates are that you're being offered, do you see what I mean, for that two, three, five-year. Um, that curve will help you a lot though, because if you look at the curve and you, you compare it with what you're being offered, you can see how long rates. You know how how high they are and for how long. Yeah, it isn't like that though. The curve it sort of goes like that up to six six and a half, and then it comes back and maybe it's showing four a couple of years after. That's what it looks like at the moment. Yeah, um, but it's it's all on there. If you go into Bank of England news and publications, um, monetary policy committee report, the um, all the graphs are on there
0: work balance. <laughs> what is that
1: one speaks of? <laughs> <laughs>
0: After you mark?
1: Uh, well, we just bought uh, we just bought Pizza Express in um, in Peterborough in the Cathedral Square. Um, so that's a sort of restaurant-stroke retail investment. Um, so I'm just working on getting that rebate. They've gone through a CVA. They've gone through an insolvency process. The rent is. Lower than it should be, so I'm just working on uh, just working that up, back up to what it should be. We're just going to a rent review, and I suspect. So the the Pizza Express is in there trading, and we bought the building, so they're now our tenant. Yeah, um, so we'll rework that rent, and that there's going to be a whole process there, and we'll have to take evidence, and then a you know professional will be appointed, and whatever. But I, I think if I can get the rent up, I can add. I'm sure I can add, I think I can add 300 grand value to that building, um, so that I'll, I'll work on that initially, and then the uppers are all empty, so um, I, I may convert those into offices, um, and then we'll let those out, yeah. Um, our other stuff, I'm putting some more apartments in, other buildings, um, sort of sweating the stuff that we've already got. Um, I reckon there's probably another. 150 grand a year's worth of cash flow just latent in buildings things I've got to do. I mean, one example, there's a building where the council don't empty the bins. It's costing 40 grand a year. Um, You know, they're they're refusing to because they say there's not enough room all the rest of it. I'm, I'm I'm going through a whole process of putting bin stores all around the building and convincing building regs and it's quite elongated. But if I can do all that stuff and add another 100, 100, 150 grams worth of income, you know, that's another, I don't know, million and a half in equity, isn't it, you know? So, just stuff like that, I quite enjoy getting more from less. Um, Bought quite a lot of stuff and expanded and developed a lot of stuff, now I'm going over the old stuff and trying to make it more efficient, yeah. not a lot I can do. I mean, in terms of our debt, about 60% of our debt is fixed, cheap, below 3%, which is, you know, I'm very grateful for now, um, for a long time, over 10 years. Um, but we've got about 40%, which is variable, two over the base, so we're now paying seven. So that portfolio is still profitable, but because, um, you know, the cash flow is high because of cause the way it was set up in terms of lots of multi-lets, are high... High, high rent, seven hundred pounds a room. A lot of them, um, but you know, I, I, you know, if rates go up another one, one and a half percent, I don't know. I'm, I just need to sweat it more and more. Every, every month, I have a rent review meeting for every single tenancy we have. Um, I go through every single one every month, and I made sure my target is to get them all to within five percent of market rate. So I leave them five percent below to incentivise a tenant not to leave. And we only really increase them once a year. Um, and you know, if they're, I try not to have this, but if they're a long way back, say they were paying 600 and the rent is 900, I'll probably try and get it to 750 and then a year later, 850, you know what I mean, i, I try and get up there in stages. But that has been a major, major process the last two years. I think we've got 360 tenants, 370 tenants. so. Every month I'm just pounding those, because um, we've got to, because of interest rates and you know all the other costs that have shot up. You can imagine the, the pushback I'm getting and tenants, some of them going mad and saying we're leaving and, and then they sort of go away, they have a look and then often they ring up and they go, oh, we can't find anything else for, you know within 100, 200 pounds of this and we're like, yeah, we, we told you that. And so that, that takes a lot of time. you know. Uh, but it's really it's a really important process really important process to defend the bottom line defend that your um, I mean obviously we you know our costs have gone up hugely like everybody else's uh, some of the little HMOs um, I'm getting away from you know the ones that aren't en suite and sort of high-end we've got some sort of older ones which are quite low-end ones in council areas um, I've I've got one away to Serco now. I'm Probably going to do one to supported living. Um, another, you know, we we've, we've probably got about six or seven of those. I'm trying to work my way through, because you can get rid of the bills with those guys. They'll just take them on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that it's just just all increasing more cash flow to defend against higher interest rates and bills that have doubled. Well, bills that had tripled and and now we're going back to gas and electric that's double what it was in. 2019. Um, So it's it's quite a process, all of that. And and our pension as well. I'm I'm just reorganising that a bit at the moment. Obviously, we've bought that building. That's gone into our pension. Um, Just a lot of spring cleaning going on, you know.
0: Um, Well, after the fight, because that's really, I've had a big part of them my brain on that, after that I'm going to continue writing my um, next book, well I I know the next three, and as I write the next one, because they're all on money, the two and three will sort of start to write themselves, so I haven't released a money book for many years and a book for a few, so that's next. Um, The training business, we navigated that through difficult times, this business, and um, the last five months up to this month were really good. So we just got to make sure that we continue that momentum because this time of year, things can really slow. Come August is quiet for us. So... That or managing that through to next year and beyond. Um, we we have a project we're doing beyond these businesses, which confidential at the moment. But you know, we'll, when we can say we will, which is different from what we've done before, <coughs> and then work-life balance. Um, I mean, I wrote the book Routine Equals Results, whereby I think if you create a routine that works for you, you can do what you love and love what you do, and you can kind of merge it together. It's always a bit fucked somewhere, isn't it? Your work-life balance, always a bit fucked somewhere. You know, Both Mark and I have put so much into our businesses over the years, and, and maybe we've thought, fucking hell, we're getting middle-aged and quite fat and not very healthy and for example with Mark it might have affected his sleep and I used to do kickboxing and now nothing so you know and then you focus on your health um, and and that's important but that takes time away. Mark's got you know his son who's very young and you, you know you attend to that when you're also trying to run your businesses so I think if you love what you do, you, you can merge it together. If you don't, it's difficult. Um, and if they're separate, it's difficult. But ours are the same. Luckily for me, my wife um, likes her own space. So she's actually like quite happy when I'm not around. <laughs> yeah. So that, that works. Well, to help as many people on this planet get better financial education and knowledge. Always has been. Well, for the last... 10 plus years. So, for example, when this fight's finished, we should raise about 230,000 and I'm going to, that's something I'm going to do after the fight is be a bit more hands-on in deploying that money. My mum's the main trustee and she often deploys the money, but I'll be a bit more hands-on in deploying that money.
1: Samuel's when... money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Ma fucking loves this. You're like a bit of Samuel, don't you?
1: Think of, of all those little kids and all the all the benefit they're going to get from his money.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> I, I used to until probably very until probably before the fight actually. Every minute of every day has got to be sweat. You know, I've got to be highly productive and got fulfil my routine exactly to the nth degree and um, leverage every minute. And I've always been a bit obsessed by that. And I think that that's good. But, you know, this fight has taught me that I need the rest, even if I don't think I do. And you can sometimes go a little bit slower to go faster. Um, And, you know, for example, up until the fight, I would just be, you know, like doing. Even though they were strategic, not, not operational tasks, it was still doing. And since the fight, a lot more thinking. Yeah. So, you know, I I found the space in the resting, for example, to um, jump on one of our competitors that's about to go bust, the biggest, and looking at how we can leverage that opportunity and immediately create a plan and that's already gone to Catherine and that's being executed. Something I may have missed. You know, if I was head down, arse up, like I was before the fight. So, that's also interesting. You know, this rest that they speak of. I never really understood it. Yeah. But definitely do understand it more now. Yeah. The question is, can I maintain it after the fight? Because at the moment, it's imposed by Dr. Jem and my wife. Who is like, and when you think Dr. Gemma, it's not the kind of thing that comes to my mind. Um, and she's like, "Don't get out of bed. Stay in bed. Don't do this, you know rest, rest, rest." Um, not something I'm used to. All right. Yes. What's your name, sir?
1: Hi, Jordan. Oh, that was your question. No, wait for you. Um, no probably not not as much as we used to Uh, not
0: as much as we should do yeah We'll,
1: we'll, well we'll probably go through another process of that I would have thought I mean going through COVID and doing buildings and whatever we there wasn't really time for any of that it was just sort everything out you know now we've had like Rob says sort of six months of Pretty good trading and all that sort of stuff then we'll probably get back to doing a bit of that uh, but yeah we need to do that
0: yeah. yeah I might get a hug off mark after I win my fight that'd be something to look forward to <laughs> um, no we don't do that anywhere near enough <laughs> um,
1: sometimes have a day out um, we went to Aston Martin in Newport yeah, Pagnell that yeah. was really good and they showed us all the way around the back all the gold finger cars that they were making and then they showed us this DB6 Volante, an old one, really nice. I'm sort of standing there, and he just goes, "Yeah, that's King Charles's car. That's his car." And we're just servicing it, and, and we just sort of had a look. That was really cool. We had a really good afternoon doing that, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did that,
0: and then went yeah. and bought one from somewhere else. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and that that sort of thing's very healthy. Um, yeah, you you know entrepreneurial. It's very much on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, isn't it? It's, it's a sort of a very stoic thing, and good for progress, and something that high achievers do. Um, like, if I, like, you've made me think about it now. You know, All the achievements, tick, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. But actually, one of our biggest achievements was navigating our business through lockdown. That was a fucking nightmare scenario. And really hard, and out of the blue, and unwarranted, and unprecedented, and yeah, we took the business through that, and you know we've got a few grazes, but it, we're already way back over. And if I think, fuck yeah, like that, like most of our competitors are gone because of that. Um, Yeah, so that there's a great, if I actually think about it, there's a great sense of um, pride in that. That was fucking not easy. Cool, all right, we'll take a couple more and then we'll um, hit up with our first break. We'll go on with Julie. What's your name, Julie? Hi, Julie. Yeah, I've got two. Yeah, two. Um, John Demartini. (laughs) John Demartini, definitely. And not just for his nine... (laughs) (laughs) Nine ladies. (laughs) Um, But any time you talk to John, John is like, I want to help as many people on the planet um, with human behavior. And, you know, he's become... He reckons he knows more about anyone on this planet about the brain, um, and his his age and his vitality of his age, and, and and his knowledge. And then Arnie, Arnie, I just think is a legend. I, I like he's very contrarian, disruptive.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. A,
0: there's
1: a great uh, documentary yeah. on Netflix. It's brilliant. He yeah. is.
0: Yeah, how he's like dominated three different industries, um, became the best in all of them. Like, also, I don't know anyone who saw the documentary or you ever see him, he's always smiling. He's got this like little cheek about him. Um, reminds me a bit of my daughter. My daughter, anytime she's doing anything, there's a little bit of cheek uh, about it. And. Yeah, I, I I admire those qualities. Yeah.
1: I sometimes, um, well, I, I, have you had of Sam Zell? Anybody heard of him? He's he's um, yeah, he, he's he's probably the biggest. You'd call him real estate investor. He he was American. He just died last month. Um, I think he was eighty one. Um, I'd I'd say he practically invented the reit. Um, and you you just look back at all of his uh, funds and investments and all that stuff that he built over all those years. He's he's just quite unbelievable. Brilliant book. Uh, Am I too subtle Am I being too subtle? Yeah, that is a brilliant book. I should have. I don't know why that wasn't on my audio books. Um, yeah, he's 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 really good. Yeah. So I watch a lot of him. You know something—a real theme through that book. It's so true now. Something that he's done over and over. He's he's gone and got te- he's gone and bought masses of stuff. Good, you know, probably commercial, you know, multifamily, big big, you know, apartment buildings or you know, loads and loads of commercial. He's he's applied fixed-term debt to it, and then he's just sat there and waited for a high inflationary period. And he wrote this book before, you know, any of the current stuff's going on. But it's so true today because that's what we're going through. Obviously, you've got to get the fixed debt before it all starts. Um, and then you just sit there and wait for a decade and you become really rich. Um, yeah, he's, he's really cool. Yeah. I've had loads of sort of, had a few sort of local people who have done stuff, you know, built stuff. But uh, how do I put this? Over the years, you you sort of grow, and then uh, maybe you move on to other. You outgrow them. You you sort of look yeah. and you think, well, I need something. I'm not really motivated by that anymore. Yeah, you need some someone who's done the next thing, really. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I saw another hand win.
1: Ah, Faris, part twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Farris is keen today.
0: Good, good. Thank you. What's your name, Faris? Hi, Farris. Both. It's both. Yeah, if, it, if everything has an upside and a downside, AI is going to make our lives better and worse.
1: It's a bit like electric cars. I'll, I'll just wait for the early adopters to get on with it, and I'll just sit and wait and watch, and there'll be loads of stuff that will come out of it that's good, and there'll be a whole load of hogwash. Um, so, it, it, a little bit like cryptocurrency, or I don't know the dot com boom. There's going to be some stuff that comes out of this. It's going to be brilliant, and it and it'll it'll take a lot longer than people expect. So, you know, there'll be some early stuff. I don't know Chat GPT and things like that. But I bet the real benefits come in a decade or fifteen years or whatever. It will take longer, and I'm sure there'll be some massive stuff. And it it looks like there's some huge threats, doesn't it? You know, in terms of Them controlling the world and them being the next president Putin and sort of killing us all and all this sort of stuff. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, But um, just just sit back and watch it. I mean, doesn't you know? In our industry, I don't know. Are there any real applications where it's useful yet? I don't know. Maybe you can use Chat GPT a little bit, but um, I'm sure there will be stuff. Why, do you think there's some specific sort of applications that it's currently useful for?
0: Yeah. So I asked John Demartini the exact same question about AI. And he says, um, I choose to focus on the upside of it and not just the downside and not just listening to all the doom-mongers. And I can understand if people are scared or they're marketing their show or whatever, Um, you know, Fear cells. Yeah, because, you know, he talked about, he had that thing on Bartlett, didn't he, where he was, like, basically, you know, scared for his children and all that. But, you know, there's these nanobots that they can just put into you and it can just travel inside your body and heal you from the inside, diagnose you from the inside. I mean, you know, thought in the future where everyone's got their own little nanobot that just sits there and waits until it goes and has a look. And that could be great. That could, through, you know, through AI technology. But then of course, if that's got a virus, then we're all fucked by our own nanobot. That's the upside and downside. When, when the steel, steel created trains, And trains meant people could now travel much easier. But so could the robbers. And the robbers went on the trains and robbed every city. And robbed on the train. So the train was good for the people and it was good for the robbers. And I think when you look at anything, anything, I've not seen anything that I've looked at which doesn't have um, equal upside and downside. Now, if you're looking at actual functions, well... You know, certainly for researching your books, um, it's good. If it, if it can really quickly collate data, you know, it might be for price and rental data, I'm sure. You know, if it was a good tool for that, that might be useful for if, us, for property,
1: for someone like Mark. It's, if it's actually accurate. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've used it for a few things, and I know it's an early version, but some of it's all right, but some of it is nonsense.
0: Well, it's also not not up-to-date until the last two years, is it? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Interesting, you know, I don't know how how much you observe what Mark says. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of patience, isn't there, and waiting and watching what other people do. Which is not really something... I like to do it first. and Amar likes to wait. I, I, I remember, I think I was one of the first in our friendship groups to have a child. And Mark was last, the last. And even Mark said to me once, he said, I want to w- w- watch what you all do when you have your kids and see if it's something that I want to do, have watched you all do it. He literally did, didn't you? And you watched all your mate. Yeah, it
1: was a bit, yeah sort of, a little bit like that. But, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like... I that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, the further you can look back... The further you can see into the future. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you sort of watch, you know, you, there's a theme. There's Thanks, a, Joe. There's a few themes that start developing, aren't there? And then you can sort of, yeah, avoid those issues.
0: Yeah, but it's interesting in our business. We, we need both. Because, um, you know, the new course, the new strategy, we need to jump on it really early to get you guys learning it early so you get the initial upside benefit. Like crypto, lots of downside, Mark weights and Watches. But of course, lots of upside. You got in early, you made big money. So I'm always looking for that next thing that um, we can either do or we can teach. And then obviously Mark wants to see it proven as well. So both thought processes are important. Yeah. Hello, what's your
1: name? Hi, Julia. Uh, yeah, I don't know when. I mean, apparently we're developing one at the moment. Um, uh, yeah, which I, I, they're going to have a lot of control, aren't they? they they're going to be able to sort of go. You have used this much carbon this month with your spending of your currency. Therefore, you're not going to be able to spend you know any more money. They'll be able to. Add inflation, reduce. I mean, it'll be so controlling, mm. won't it? Yeah. So, I suspect, I don't know. Tax but
0: I, you at source well, the, as you spend. All that. Yeah.
1: So, anything that gives them more control, I don't Fuck generally that. like. Fuck that. Um, I think it's a bad idea. Fuck that. A bad idea. Yeah. Fuck, that. Yeah. Fuck that.
0: Well, yeah, we'll, I, we'll get yeah. to that.
1: Yeah. I could
0: completely agree with Mark. Yeah. The, you know, they're getting their tentacles in. And having, you know, at the moment, they can't see everything. They can, if they want, but they can't quite see everything. But with the central digital currency, they will see everything. And, yeah, just have the the power to, you know, I, I speak to some of my friends who are big in the crypto space, and, you know, they might decide that they want to boost the economy. So they say, this month, You know you have to spend x amount of money this month and actually make you
1: spend it your money will expire yeah yeah exactly um and i'm i'm like And and they won't say this initially it'll it'll just be oh isn't this a great thing and we can do this 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 and this but you know a little bit like you know in if you think back to september the 11th after that you know They they came out with all this new money laundering, this money laundering. It's going to stop terrorism, whatever. I think most of it was really about tax. Yeah. Fast forward to the virus. Cash. It's going to it's going to spread the virus and kill you. You know. So don't we can't use cash anymore. And and they they sort of started introducing that into our heads, didn't they? The public sort of went along with it, and it all happened slowly. And 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 around the same time, a little bit before. You notice the technology was there contactless you know was working with you know all these cards and it, it's not beyond the wit of man for the treasury and you know the government to push that with the banks do you know what i mean we need more and more of these sort of transactions let's get them off cash oh we've got a virus it was in the guidelines wasn't it no using cash because it spreads the virus and then they got all the shops you know they, they wouldn't so now all the shops get a little bit less because you know there's a credit card transaction that goes through. It's recorded. There's less cash, and you know in our in my little town in Stamford, I think I think there was something like four or five cash points that I can remember six months ago that are not there now. That have just gone. Um, so they're just slowly moving to that position, and everybody's just accepting it. And um, and I guess that will be the next thing. They'll have a digital currency, and they've got to control it even more. Apparently, in Russia, I think maybe I don't know if it's all of it, but definitely in Moscow, if you make a transaction, you buy something, that transaction gets sent within seconds straight to the tax authority from every vendor, from every shop. Now you can imagine they'll have had major corruption and you know major issues collecting tax. But um, I guess that's that's where it'll end up, in, in some sort of position like that. Uh, that's where they'll, you know, they'll have a plan, won't they? They'll, they'll want to get to complete control of everything and then just tax us even more. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I just think it's to be resisted. I can't see it. I know Rob sort of talks about upside and downside. I, d- I don't see any upside. Um, You know, not if they're controlling it. How is it a digital currency? Uh, you know, Bitcoin or something like that, that they haven't got control of, great. but. I didn't trust them to control my money, and you probably want some money out there, out of the system, away from, you know, buy some gold and some physical assets that they don't control. Because um, I don't know if you're watching last night. um, Anybody watched GB News? Nigel Farage last night. Yeah. So he he said they'd (laughs) shut his bank accounts last night, uh, or maybe they did it a few weeks ago. But he's he's just decided now. You know, he, he can't get out of this. So. They've written him a letter two months before, and they've said, your bank account shut and your business account shut. So both current uh, personal account and your business account. And he's been to seven other banks, and no one will open a bank account for him, uh, because he's a politically exposed individual or whatever. And they, the banks have to do extra money laundering checks on politicians and all that sort of stuff. And he said eventually he's managed to go to some fintech companies, and maybe they'll do some banking for him. But he can't have a debit card. And he definitely can't have a business account. And I think in the end, maybe his bank said, all right, we'll let you have a personal account. Because he's obviously kicked off on his TV show. And the same thing's happened to Richard Tice, who's head of the reform party. Um, and there's quite a few other people like that, Tate. isn't it? Uh, yeah, it will have, although I guess he's i mean—he's probably got bank accounts everywhere, hasn't he? I, yeah. What Farage should probably do is just go and get some offshore accounts in some other jurisdictions, do you know what I mean? And then operate like that. But it's probably quite difficult. Um, and It's just another means of control, isn't it? Um, he'll obviously he's turning it into a. I mean, it's them and us, do you know what I mean? What kind of you know they're trying to kill me, and I'm I'm going to have to emigrate, and you need to help me, and gets everyone watching, doesn't it? Uh, so there's a bit of that there, but what he's saying is true. Um, I just think it's to be resisted, all this stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no Bitcoin, like, yeah. yeah. Well, well, he, he has sort of been pumping Bitcoin, yeah. saying. Um it's not a bad thing.
0: Yeah. Oh I'm sure out. that's gonna happen. But, yeah. Of course that <laughs>
1: never-
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean if you I wrote in my book Money about the evolution of money and this is a logical progression of money because it's the reducing of friction and the increasing of speed. And if you look at how money operates, that's exactly how it operates. Whereby as it evolves, it evolves in increasing speed and lower friction. So, If you think of the speed of money exchange of a central currency, even quicker, certainly quicker than cash, um, and even quicker than fiat currency, yeah, yeah. So I I see why it's happening. I also see why it's happening from a governmental perspective. Unfortunately, everything things like this that happen, you you just edifies your what initially you thought were conspiracy theories, and now you realise it's not a conspiracy theory at all. It's a fucking truth. And as an entrepreneur. Who, at the moment, Mark and I are—you know—that the, the, we're just scrapping away, trying to figure out how do we reduce our tax liability cost. It's, it's it so, takes so many hours. Yes, yeah, so
1: is. much percentage. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, something like a third of my week is just thinking about the. Tax You're working cost. for the government. Yeah, working for the government. Yeah. We've got what eleven ladies in our office who basically are employed and paid by us, but basically for the benefit of the government. And I reckon a third of the week is just me wondering about what the tax consequences of doing anything are. And it's just how it is, isn't it? Sorry? Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've seen quite a few of them do that. And to be honest, it's more than crossed my mind. Um, um, I, you know, we can't at the moment for a whole number of reasons, but, you know, yesterday Farage was saying, well, I'm thinking of just clearing off, Um, and, um, you know, I don't know, into my 50s, maybe, you know, in 10 years' time, something like that, I may may just clear off, and then come back, um, you know, every, I don't know, two, three weeks to deal with our properties and various other things, and and just just live somewhere else, because they're just pushing it too far now, I think.
0: Yeah, I am ever since lockdown i was like this is really going to fuck the country for at least a decade i remember thinking that quite soon in
1: it was so right you're so right rob and, I mean, and all you... those conversations we had about what this is going to do you know to all those people suffering with cancer or all those people at home who've got depression, or all those kids who didn't go to school. All, all those small stuff. businesses that
0: are struggling yeah. just to make...
1: Yeah. All this inflation we've got now. Yeah. All, the... all right, some of it's energy, but most of it isn't. It's what they did through COVID. How much
0: it was going to cost. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 I mean, that that's a big push part of inflation. All the fucking money printing to pay for lockdown, which then devalues your money. And, yeah, it's it's a sad state of affairs. Um, and, yeah, I, I think about it a lot. And, you know, th- there is an upside to that. The upside to that is, um, you know, making you be cognizant of it. Like, like Mark said, discreetly, think discreetly, but you've been, essentially been given a warning now to make sure you just decentralise your money a bit.
1: T- take it out of uh, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't don't.
0: Um, you know. I know. I bang on about not leaving any, You know, not saving and not leaving any money in your banks. Of course, you need some in there, but you know, Mark you know, if, if you could buy some art. You could watches and and, and and gold. And you know, just buy them. You know, and not not hide them. Buy them, but then you just decentralize your money out of the bank. Because if you're Nigel Farage now. And all your money that you own, all your assets is cash, you're like, fuck. And then, you know, I remember first thinking about this when I interviewed Andrew Tate. What's happening to Nigel Farage now is exactly what happened to Andrew Tate. And when Andrew Tate told me, I thought, really? Or I was rubbing my chin a bit because, you know, he's a bit of a salesman. But now you see it happening to Nigel, you're like, why would Nigel lie? He seems a bit more um, honest. (laughs)
1: <laughs> a bit well, more british well but you were thinking the same thing i'm sure but but like no so- he's a more convincing liar that's what he is a more convincing <laughs> liar he's yeah. far more convincing yeah 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 <laughs>